So an idea worth considering, perhaps, is that if I'm ignorant of my needs or if I deny them, then I may well meet them in subpar ways. So to take an obvious example, let's say that for whatever reason, I deny that I need sleep. You know, I'm too successful to need sleep. I don't need any sleep. (laughs) It's not a real need of mine. And yet the fact is I do need sleep as far as we possibly know. So consequently, then, uh, this need may well be met in in inferior ways. For example, goodness forbid, I might fall asleep while driving, right, or get really sleepy. I might fall asleep on the job. I might uh, uh, sleep when it's inappropriate, right? The need is still there. It's still going to get met some way, somehow. But instead of, if I acknowledged it, you know, I said, of course, I need sleep. Let me get a, the, a comfortable bed or at least as much as I, I can afford, or at least a mattress, where, whatever the situation is. But let me, you know, set aside some time every night or every day. I work a night shift, whatever it may be. Set aside at least five, six, maybe seven, eight, whatever I can, hours in order to properly sleep. And then I can further see, maybe I can calm down before I go to sleep. Maybe I can drink some tea if I want, take a hot shower, have a nice relaxing routine and meet my need for sleep in the best possible way. I deny it. I don't need sleep. We said, right again, falling asleep at work, falling asleep while driving and all these kinds of things. And then I say, no, 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 I didn't really sleep. I still don't need sleep. You know, I deny it further. That was just uh, something, you know, I just got a little dizzy. So we see that that's not a good idea. But we would say that just like we have, uh, we would call physical, physiological needs and and compulsions, we also have psychological needs and and drives that also can be met in, in higher ways and in lower ways. And if we deny that we have these drives and these compulsions, then chances are we're going to meet them in lower ways. So what are some examples that occur? So for example, a drive that we have is to feel powerful and it's to feel in control and it's to have any and all of our desires satisfied. Why? Because I want to feel like myself and that might be the end of the road here as it concerns questioning right as soon as i say i i feel like myself that's it in the in, in, whatever that may mean right i want to just feel good i want to feel like myself and part and parcel of me feeling like myself is feeling in control is feeling powerful is is feeling like my desires are satisfied so now if i deny that and i say no i don't need to feel powerful i don't need to feel like i'm in control because i'm too nice of a person i'm too you know humane or whatever the case might be then just like we're denying that we need sleep, we're probably going to meet these needs in inferior ways. For example, I try to control uh, my my spouse or significant other. I try to control my children. I try to feel power uh, in in a kind of, what's the word a passive aggressive type of ways, right? I deny I'm a very peaceful person. I don't want power. Are you kidding me? I'm so nice. I'm so sweet, and yet. I, I unconsciously try to gain power in other ways by backstabbing, by talking behind people's backs, by giving false compliments, whatever the case might be, right? Versus if I simply acknowledged it and said, of course, I'm just like anybody else. 
any other form of life, we would say, I want to feel powerful. I want to feel in control. What's the highest way that I can satisfy this? Maybe I can go and I can designate an area where I'm going to allow myself to fully feel powerful and in control. Maybe my morning workout, for example, as it concerns the weights or the punching bag. Maybe if I'm physically able to, I can play a sport where I'm trying to feel certainly as powerful as I possibly can and is in control of my body and if it's an option of, of my opponent, of his or her body, as much as I possibly can. But I'm aware of it. It's conscious. And then everywhere else, I can really be peaceful and I can really be nice and sweet because I'm conscious of what I'm doing. In the morning or during my workout or in the evening or in my sport, I'm, I'm a maniac. I'm a sociopath. You know, on the basketball court, on the tennis court, it could be on the chess um, board or arena, whatever it is. Even It could even be, if I physically can, it can be in a video game, right? I'm trying to be maximally in control in a video game. But uh, I'm conscious of it. So there, that's my that's my arena. And everywhere else, I, I'm conscious uh, of... of uh, trying to, or should we say, I'm trying to relax, I'm trying to uh, uh, reduce my self-will, to give the right of way, to turn the other cheek, all these sorts of things. Or for example, we see obviously we uh, have a drive to feel pleasure, but what does that really mean to feel pleasure? So we would say that the term pleasure refers to a state head when we satisfy some or another objective of ours. And what is an objective? We would say that it's when we select uh, or a desire, it's when we select some or another modification of experience to be, or when we suppose some or another modification of experience to be the one that needs to occur for me to right, feel like myself. right? So for example, let's say that uh, I'm sitting in a seat and I feel increasingly uncomfortable. Well, then the modification of experience that I want to adjust myself so that I can feel like myself. Right? Now I've adjusted myself. I feel better. I feel good physically. Right? Or, for example, I, uh, uh, we see that all the, the physical pleasures, at least in their unadulterated states, meaning obviously psychology can jump into play. But generally speaking, what feels good is what is objectively satisfies objectives vis-a-vis the physical form that, that we have. For example, why the, the foods that later on uh, 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 scholars can come and say they have high calories, they have high sugar. Why did they feel good? So the theory would be that it's because objectively they're useful for the body. And insofar as I identify with the body, that's an objective that is, is pertinent to my identification. So the more adequate and whole I make my body, the more adequate and whole I make myself, a.k.a. I feel more like myself. Magically, Viola, or whatever it is, abracadabra, <laughs> Ice cream and and fatty foods and all of that tends to feel good. I don't need to know about any of this whatsoever. I never would need to hear of what a calorie is or anything at all for for high-calorie foods to generally feel good. But they do feel good, amazingly. So we see it feels good to breathe. It feels bad to not hold our breath. Upon investigation, we find that the body needs oxygen. It feels good to have uh, uh, unbroken skin. Or at least it doesn't feel any type of way. And it feels bad to have a paper cut or to have somewhere or another break in our skin. Upon investigation, we find that it's to our health, to, to the interest of our health, to have unbroken skin. It's incredible. But we would say, whatever uh, uh, self-conception I have, the objectives or self-identification I have, the objectives pertinent to that self-conception or self-identification gain the power to make me feel more like myself, 
more whole, more adequate, more like me, or less like myself. And we see again, again, the self-conception of being um, a security guard when yesterday I was a, a, a hooligan, uh, uh, you know, messing around with a given property. The next day I get a job as a security guard on that same property. Now, what makes me feel good, what brings me pleasure is to stop people that, that are like me the other day. When I was a hooligan, what made me feel good was to get past the security guard. We get to the point, whatever self-conception I assume, I'm a security guard now, I'm a young punk now, whatever self-conception it is, those objectives pertinent to it are, are regulate how I feel about myself, right? I never hear of a given game. Somebody explains to me how to win or lose. All of a sudden, I really care to do this otherwise arbitrary movement, touch my nose, play, move a certain figure somewhere, do something on the computer. Why? Because I've, I've, uh, I've put myself in a given context uh, and the objectives per, uh, the, the, uh, pertinent to that context, which mean that I win, make me feel good, and vice versa. All right, we get the point. So basically, we want to feel, but we can set pleasure for, as a further objective. For example, I can find out naturally uh, what uh, um, brings me pleasure because it satisfies some or another objective pertinent to, to, to me. For example, eating ice cream. And then I can set that in itself as an objective uh, to, to feel the pleasure that I would feel. But ultimately, the original pleasure is felt because it's the satisfaction of an objective, we would say. And the secondary pleasure is also felt because it's a, it's a satisfaction of an objective to feel pleasure. So for example, let's say I really don't want to feel uh, a given sort of pleasure. Uh, for example, to, to, uh, the pleasure of eating fatty foods, of eating sugary foods. Why? Because I want to lose weight. It would bring me more pleasure to avoid the food and to feel disciplined and like I'm moving towards my goal, but towards my weight loss journey versus to eat and to, to, uh, versus to eat the food. So if I eat the food, I will feel the pleasure that comes from the satisfaction of the objective pertinent to my body, which I'm still identified with, right? It's still pertinent to me, but I won't feel the additional pleasure of having the pleasure as my goal. You get the point? I'll feel pain probably at that. Oh no, I broke my diet. I can't believe I ate the, the ice cream, but the ice cream will still feel good because it's still a satisfaction of an objective. So we have to be careful here when we say we have part of our nature is to pursue pleasure. It's not necessarily so simple. Part of our nature is to feel like ourself and it's the work that is to, to move to satisfy objectives pertinent to us to facilitate feeling the way that we want to feel. And pleasure can be a secondary objective of ours that we can set. But if we acknowledge these dynamics to the best of our ability, we can think about what is true self-satisfaction. True self-satisfaction would probably necessitate being the most that we can be. It would necessitate employing any and all of our capacities in the best way that we can. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, taking advantage of what makes us special as individuals that can be human beings of our mind, of our capacities to think, of our ability to move towards a whole and free uh, and wholesome human personality, all these kinds of things, that would lead to ultimate self-satisfaction. If I don't acknowledge this need that I want to self-satisfy, then I'm liable to search for self-satisfaction in subpar ways. For example, by little bits and pieces of stimulation. Excuse me. All right, I want a little drink here. I want a little food here. I want a little gambling here, a little entertainment, a little emotional 
kind of a, a satisfaction or stimulation, a little gossip, a little trash talking, a little mean comment, a little snub, a little this, a little that, right? Why? Because I'm not fully conscious of my nature of what I want to do, and I'm satisfying it in subpar ways, just like with the sleep. When I'm not conscious of that need, I don't acknowledge it, sleep in the wrong places, right? So that's the idea. Versus I acknowledge it fully, I want to satisfy myself, I want to satisfy my nature. How do I do it? I have to develop myself, I have to work on myself, I have to try to be a human being and employ my mind and overcome my personal corruption and subjectivity, all these th- these great things, and then it'll, I'll, I'll satisfy myself in a, in a high way, in a true way. Right, just like with getting sleep in a bed instead of in the car or at work or, or something like this. All right, so that's the idea. Whatever drives we have, whatever compulsions and, and desires we have, we acknowledge them, we make them conscious, we don't deny them out of our vanity or out of our ignorance, hopefully, and then hopefully we can think strategically, <coughs> excuse me, about how to uh, attain to our true objectives in the highest possible way. So let's do it. Thank you for listening.